on the cover. Moonflower is shown in the pilot seat of the secret orbiting base, gritting her teeth in determination as the glass dome of the control center glows bright red from the fire of re-entry. Behind her, Sam braces for impact while KT, Stitch, and Midas prepare to battle an immense foe looming just off page. Wonder World Comics proudly presents The Midnighters, Volume 3, A Stitch in Time, Issue 5, Hanging by a Thread. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. So, our comic opens right where our previous one left off, with Moonflower and Southpaw peeking up through the floor bent from the ventilation shaft at the feet of Agent Baker as she orders the entire station into action to hunt down these intruders. So I assume some people are, like, leaving at this point. Yes, yes. She is um, yelling into intercoms and directing troops from this station. Southpaw, you can't see anything. Right. Above me on the ladder is Moonflower's boots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what I see right now. I'm going to be honest, last week when Moonflower's crush said one main thing to her and she decided to take down an entire floating fortress, I was feeling more, like, feisty than I am this week. (laughs) I guess I'm committed. (laughs) But Um, we made a decision. We did. (laughs) So I'm going to wait until, like, I think as many people have left Mm -hmm. this area as possible. Is she, like, facing away from me, like... How is she? Um, yeah, yeah. She is uh, facing away from you, kind of pacing the room with her hand on her forehead, trying to hold back a migraine. See, I need to like take her out, I feel like, but preferably without her seeing me. I'm just trying to think how to best do that. I'm going to throw a knife, like... In the opposite direction. Well, I guess just away from me. Mm -hmm. uh, To draw her attention and use that distraction to spring at her from behind. Cool. You're going to try and take her out? Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Are you you letting Southpaw know what your plan is? Are you leaping into action? I think he'll figure it out. Okay, cool. No, I trust him. But I'm attacking somewhere. (laughs) When you directly engage a threat, rule plus danger. That is a five. Ooh. Uh, we have two team in the pool. But Southpaw's the only one there. <laughs> yeah, can I add two team with one? Um, or if someone else had a way that they could conceivably help, or... I mean, I could portal. <laughs> I mean, we could, I would be... I would accept, uh, I think, Stitch slash KT... Performing a, a light and dance number may have, like, could maybe, you know, distract some of her attention on one of the monitors. Sure, absolutely. So at that moment, I think Stitch is going to be really pleased with herself and how well that went and break character for a moment and really be feeling the vibe with Graviton there and her first successful sort of anything that she's done 
and she's going to shift again and become her best version of Graviton, complete with full galaxied out onesie pajamas. Of course, Nick's fingers and toes, but with like full actual patterns. Um, her hair is going to shift to a light platinum red, sort of, maybe like a very toned down starfire-ish tone mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to show that she's, she's going their way and just absolutely be beaming. And at this moment, Agent Baker is just going to notice a certain pattern run across one of the monitors that she's seen before. Amazing. Amazing. So so let me just, like, Mufar throws the knife to kind of get Agent Baker looking the direction of where mm-hmm. the knife noise was. So I'm wondering if the, the role wasn't it, you know, like, maybe Agent Baker, like, looks that way, but then, like, kind of realizes, like, oh, someone just threw mm-hmm. something. It came from yeah. over there and then looks, like, right yes. Moonflower's hot. Should be out. yeah. She like looks yeah back at the last second, and it's going to be kind of like more of a tussle than just a clean takedown or yeah something along those lines. So, and then you know hopefully I guess around you know around then is when uh, Stitch's distraction on the monitor pops up. So that is when Southpaw finally is like gets up to the top of the ladder and gets a chance to see that mm-hmm. um, Agent Baker has us clocked and he will throw a shoe at her. Not one of the baseballs on your bandolier, but a I don't shoe. Think he has he doesn't have a bandolier. Oh right, you're in civvies. Never I once forgot. have I had anything. Oh my Except god. Except for the, the squid oxygen maker. Mm-hmm. The nightmare squid yeah, oxygen yeah. mask. <laughs> I was, I was going to grab one of the other masks or some other mm-hmm. weapon, but mm-hmm. I just didn't get a chance to. Yeah. Do you still stuff. have the squid? Honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's gone. Who gone. throws a shoe? Who <laughs> throws a shoe? Awesome. Yeah, so you chuck this shoe. And uh, it clocks Agent Baker in the head and just kind of like snaps her head back long enough for Moonflower to get a good grip and get her in a sleeper hold. Awesome. So that brings that up to a seven. So on a on a hit, you trade blows uh, on a seven to nine, pick one, resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise or frighten the opposition. Create an opportunity for my allies. So you are not resisting Agent Baker's blows, then? No. Cool. Oh, I've got a great idea. Yeah, uh, so you grab her, you got her in, like, a chokehold, and she's, like, her hands are struggling, like, reaching for anything on the desk to grab, you know, looking for, like, a pen, a stapler, anything, and she's struggling and struggling, and then her hand slams down on a button. And we get a panel deep uh back down in asset containment and one of the cells in the kind of honeycomb dome along the floor starts to rise up through the floor it's a larger cell than the other ones and uh we hear a voice from the inside that says no bitch no fight bitch go home and then the it opens and 
belch lurches out and uh there's like this mask that's been like strapped around his eyes and face and asset belch has been activated wow evil belch but you do manage to create the opportunity um but yeah you do manage to knock out agent baker and you guys have an opportunity up here in the asset control center so i think it's going to take belch at least a second to get up here. Oh, yeah, no. We had to climb a whole ladder, so... Yeah, yeah, no, but he is he's <laughs> loose yeah. now in the facility, yeah, ready to we're cause problems. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we're going to break it. <laughs> so I'd like to take the opportunity to start the descent of this thing. Okay, awesome. Take that off. Yeah, so you start, um, yeah, logging into the engine control system. We cut back to the three guards. The, the one has his head kind of cocked the other way now, and he's saying, No, no, Lou, I'm telling you, I swear I saw this in a movie before. KT, Stitch, and Midas, what are, what are you up to? Well, now that we have an adequate distraction, should we try and make it to the, whatever the control room place thing on this ship is? That would probably be a wise idea. Let's make our way probably up. Uh, Southpaw is on his inter- He does have his intercom mm-hmm. smartwatch. He says, uh, Hey y'all, we made it up to the control room. Thanks for the great distraction. But if you, so if you head up, uh, you, you'll see like a, you know, uh, kind of a, uh, a service door and then you'll crawl in between some pipes and then you'll get on the catwalk and then you'll climb the ladder and you should be at the control room. You like saying all this balancing on one foot while he's trying to get his shoe back on? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He's like hopping around. <laughs> so yeah, you can't miss it. You just take a left at this hot steaming service pipes in the underbelly and then you go up uh, through there's some hanging chains and like a big boiling cauldron and some other stuff that I've seen in movies. No, I'm just kidding. Just come on up here. KT. Yo, crank wheel, you've gone too far. <laughs> KT shall rocket upwards through the ceiling and then come back down and gently grab Stitch and Midas by the shoulders and then rocket up through the ceiling. As KT is grabbing Stitch, she looks up at them and says, I would not wish any companion in the world but you. And is just straight beaming. Oh. We are not on the world. (laughs) To that, she responds, all the world's a stage. All the men and women and universal constants merely players. And just shrugs. You know, just looks on in confusion. Stitch, I we are think, not, we are not playing right now. Stitch, I think you might have just shared a triumphant celebration with a teammate, or at least tried to. That's accurate. Awesome. Uh, what does that team move look like for the newborn? When Stitch shares a triumphant celebration with someone. Ask them what makes them proud or happy about the actions they took and write a lesson based on it, either filling an empty slot or replacing an existing lesson. This will be interesting. Hey, Graviton, what'd you think of my dance? I was not watching it, but I'm sure that it was very danceful. 
what lesson should I write with that in mind? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, depending on how your heart feels in the moment, you have to dance as though no one is watching, because sometimes no one is. <laughs> Fair enough. Stitch is going to take that more philosophically than it was probably delivered and go with a superhero should always do what they're doing, whether someone is watching or not. Sometimes you cannot let the audience harsh your vibe, man. (laughs) (laughs) Superheroes should not let the audience harsh their vibe. Well, dance to the TNT blast of your own bone part. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. KT, uh, while you were rocketing through the ceiling, are you rocketing, uh, like through the ceiling or through the ceiling, like exploding through it or phasing through it? I believe it is probably safer for my companions to phase us through to alter our densities until we can scooch our way between the individual atoms that make up whatever material the ceiling is made of above us. Awesome. It sounds like uh, there may be some unleashing of your powers involved in the scooching of atoms. So, why don't you go ahead and give us that roll? That is going to be a 6 plus 1 plus 2 for a 9 total. Awesome. So on a 7 to 9, you do it. Mark a condition, or the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. We shall once again hand off to the GM. Excellent. So you and Stitch and Midas start phasing through floors, heading up towards the control center. And you and Stitch reach the control center and look around, and Midas is nowhere to be seen. Midas, you got left about halfway through the facility. Either something did something catch your eye? Did you let go? Were you let go? I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that maybe I was accidentally let go. Oof. I like to I'd like to picture that maybe there's some stairs nearby and I'd be oh man and then just start taking the stairs. Awesome. Shinra okay. Tower you all over right again. To this, the pipe steaming with the yeah. <laughs> You have to yeah, climb past the steamies. Yeah. Now they fight. <laughs> I make my way the, the best I can from Southpaw's brief description. Um, as you... Uh, are climbing the stairwell, a uh, voice calls out from below. Midas, my boy, is that you? Do, do I see the, Do I see where this voice came from? It's coming from below you in the stairwell. Do I recognize it? It sounds like your mother. Mm. I keep climbing. <laughs> <laughs> climb faster, climb faster. <laughs> Just keep swimming. <laughs> Midas, I've been searching for you for years. Please. I just want to be a family again. I don't respond. I don't want her to know exactly where I am. So I keep going. You reach the top of the stairs and see Rin crouch in a corner. Her hand is on the hilt of the demonic sword. 
ready to strike, and she has a finger up to her lips. Shh. I I get away from the door real quick, and then I I uh I pop I pop up suit as sooty as he can be, just in case. Seems like that could be a little dangerous. Uh, you can hear the footsteps of your mother uh, ringing on the cold metal stairs. I was lost for so long, trapped in another world. Spent decades trying to find you, Midas. Does she see me yet? Um, she's like maybe a floor beneath you. Hmm. I don't trust it. I stay silent, suited up, extra flames. <laughs> <laughs> um uh and as she kind of rounds the staircase and makes eye contact with you all I want is for us to be a family again hmm I still don't trust her I don't say anything where's where's Ren she charges forward with the sword drawn nice I can I can I portal? I don't know. Can you? I'm gonna I'm gonna portal I'm gonna portal through the floor to behind my mother. Okay. Do I roll for that? I um. What What are you? What are you? What else are you? What are you intending to do with this? Because uh, this could be an unleash your powers, or it could be part of something else. I'm going to intend to restrain my mother so that she doesn't do something to Ren. Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use an extra suit boost to make some. Big scary claw arms to. Ooh, okay. Are you gonna clamper from behind? Are you using some burn, or? Uh, yeah, I'll use my overcharge because I still have two to unleash my powers, which means I automatically get ten plus. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so suit grows these extra. How many extra arms does suit grow? Two extra, so four total. Very large claws. <laughs> mm, big? Are they like big beefy arms? Or? They're, they're 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 not super beefy arms. I mean, they're beefy, like beefier than they should be for sure. But they're more just like just like the the clawy parts, like, mm -hmm. big, like dragony looking hands. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, four armed Midas in suit. You are able to grab your mother and keep her arms restrained as she tries to cast the spell. And uh, Rin leaps forward with her sword, preparing to strike. Mo Moonflower, most of your teams arrived in the control center. How are things going with right the, the bringing the station down? How are they going? I don't know how long this takes to do. <laughs> um... I don't know. Do you, is this something you think Moonflower would know how to do? or Something she would know how to do? Or would she be kind of flying by the seat of her pants? Or... I think she half knows how to do it. I mean, I don't think there's like a glove compartment with an instruction manual. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so what are you... What are, You're trying to bring the station down safely? Okay. I could see but like that. not so safely that we don't destroy it. Also. Right, right. But you also don't want to like kill yeah. people decisively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just enough to bust it up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe seriously injure some people. <laughs> Maybe horribly disfigured. Um, cool. I'm kind of torn between a defend or an unleash your powers here. What are you thinking? 
Um, it doesn't I've, feel very unleashy of powers. Yeah. I can it doesn't feel super defensive either. I don't know. Yeah, or I was thinking unleashing your powers like you're training from Belladonna and... Yeah, I mean, it's overcoming an obstacle. Yeah, okay. That's so, yeah, no, it's not powery, but that is your power. Yeah, using your one of, one of your I imagine powers. there's some level of training that she yeah. has that she yeah. looks at this and knows Yeah, she's dealt with, with security systems. She's more than just a pretty face and a sharp knife. You know? mm, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and roll plus freak to unleash your powers. Yes. So yeah, you rig this thing to come down hard and fast, uh, but blast the engines right near the end so it doesn't, you know, completely end up in a fiery ball of death and destruction. Uh, where are you bringing this thing down? Over the water, over the city, near the city, in the desert, in Antarctica. Those are options. I mean, I don't know exactly, like, were we more or less over New Olympus? More or less. I'm going to bring it down near the Farsec headquarters. Just enough to kind of, like, damage their building, too. Awesome. Awesome. We, like, hit their parking garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right in the Farsec parking There's lot on Paragon Island. <laughs> Like, a lot of it's going to end up in the ocean, mm-hmm. if they're next to the ocean, but mm-hmm. some of it might cause no, some, some building damage. Perfect. It's called multitasking. Awesome. Uh, so, sweet, you have just done that. How do you inform your team, slash, South Pond KT, what are you guys doing, slash... I mean, it doesn't happen instantaneously, right? It's yeah. not like, all right, here we go. Do we so as we just start yeah, to descend? No. Southpaw says, "Hey, uh, I'm all for like, you know, busting up this evil space base again. Uh, but like, I don't necessarily want to be on it when when it crash lands. Is there a way we could like autopilot this baby and kind of cool guys don't look at explosions away <laughs> from this situation?" Just, just curious as someone who, um, despite my tough skin and two full shoes, you know, I, I don't want. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. No, thinking. yeah, as, no, as I, we descend towards it. Uh, Moonflower got a ten plus. I think she could totally pre-program a flight path into this thing. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta make sure that Johnny Two Shoes keep his reputation intact. <laughs> KT, I think Stitch is starting to rub off on you because you're starting to understand a metaphor, illusion, non-direct, literal references, but the s- symbols. You, you're really starting to get it, KT. Stitch showed me a piece of film with a man with a very large gun. I wish to have a very large gun now. Southpaw looks at Moonflower and with like a, a visible trepidation. <laughs> I don't know what they think a gun is going to do that they can't already do themselves, but okay. What is Stitch doing? Yeah. She has refocused on Moonflower because she is back in the panel and she's just intently watching her pour over and program this. And she just mutters to herself, 
Though she be but little, she is fierce. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and so we get a shot uh, from the outside of the observation deck of the four midnight of the midnighters uh, as uh, the red fire of re-entry starts to glow around the edges of the station and it begins its descent. We reach the end of the panel and turn the page. And, oh man, I can't decide what I want to happen. I mean, yeah, you've got her held down. I think Ren totally stabs her. Yes. Right in the fucking heart. Hell <laughs> yeah. Um, From hell's dark heart, she stabs at thee. She lets out a screaming howl. And the blade flares with uh, nightmare energy. And uh, she kind of twists in pain and pulls herself away, wrenches the blade from her chest. And instead of blood, there's just smoking ichor pouring from the wound. And uh, she looks down and looks up and says, I have been betrayed by my own flesh and blood. How could you? Then does she die? (laughs) (laughs) I just say it's what she deserved. (laughs) Uh, And she is... It is just then that Belch explodes up the stairwell and chaos ensues. Uh, am I, I'm kind of in the stairwell. Yes, I? you are kind of in the stairwell. Mm. Um, it is a little cramped. There is now <laughs> a large blue ogre who has mm. leapt up through the stairs and is very angry. Ooh. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to duck and roll real quick, um, uh, and, and swoop out through the hall. And if I can kind of push run out of the way in, in, in such movement. Are you gonna... Um, yeah, I think you might actually be defending Rin. Mm, that one I might have the negative on. Yes. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> Been trying to get shrewd anything else all night. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm here to unleash powers. Mm. That is my job. And it works well. So, uh, when you defend someone, roll plus savior. Oh, this is gonna be a bad roll. The only way I can just 100% succeed is by rolling a 12. And I didn't. <laughs> it's a 9 on the dice. And so it's a 7. That's, uh, that's great. Is, what's your what's your savior at? Zero. Zero? Okay, and then a minus 2 for... Um... 7. Awesome. Cool. Okay, that's a hit. That's a hit. At least it's not a, like a real bad. Yeah, no. On, on a hit, you, you keep them safe. And get to choose one. Add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. Mm, I'm going to clear a condition. <laughs> Seems wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a 7 to 9, so it does cost you. Uh, do you expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Mm, I'll escalate it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> What's he going to do? Wreck the place? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, not the thought has barely left your mind when behind you you hear one of Belch's thundering trademark Belch's. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, the 
walls start just getting blown outward. Uh, the entire building starts to shake violently and rattle and begin to fall apart. Mm. I my so I asked a while ago if we could just phase away from this building, from this thing. Now we're done. We are done. <laughs> KT can just take us away, and that is what I want to happen. <laughs> He doesn't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. So I didn't even know this battle was like still happening on the ship. I was like, get get, get away. Like, you know, it's it's on its way down. Oh, Southpaw is a mortal human creature on a in jeans and a t-shirt. In jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> on a burning, dying space base that is like so he's mm-hmm. like runaway like, like so can we Go, where is Midas? <laughs> Damn it! Uh, you can hear this in your comms. <laughs> um, on my way. <laughs> um, yeah, what, so you, what do you look like on, on page? Clearly frustrated, and what do you... Well, what is, so, what is happening? Because oh. in my mind, we're, we're in the control center, we're looking out the window, mm-hmm. we're approaching the Earth. Yes. We uh, just have to leave before it hits the earth, right? I'm like, hey, Moonflower, are we going to get out of here before this place hits the earth? Or, I don't know, maybe I'm just really nervous. Like, it'd be funny if it were, like, seven minutes away, and I'm like, come on, come on, come on, because that's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we're seven minutes away. Time to get off the base. Yeah, yeah. Um, Time to get off the base. Okay. I, I mean, we don't have I don't know why you're looking at me. Your team leader is over there. <laughs> like... Because you keep looking at me, asking me what I what I want to happen, <laughs> and what I what Southpaw wants to happen is to get off and get off the, the base before it crashes, but in a cool way. But I just don't know where we're at in that. And I I, I mean I like Belch is happening, but we don't have to worry about that because we just get off. We just leave. Do we feel like we just need to make a call and have Sam mark uh, Southpaw mark a condition? I feel like I feel like you might need to mark a condition. Is distraught a condition? <laughs> if you feel like you need to mark a condition, I will not stop you. I mean, I, I have a couple marks right now, at least one, but mm-hmm. I don't remember which one it is. I mean, like that's it. I I kind of partly it's like out of character. I thought we were done. Mm-hmm. I thought we were done with this whole situation. You know what I mean? We're we're kind of like at the top of the. The station. Yeah, yeah. And the part that we think is most reasonably likely to survive this crash. Probably, yeah. May I may I interject in this part just to kind of help get things back together? <laughs> is uh I, I I mean I successfully got in the out of the immediate way of, of Belch. Can I grab Ren by the wrist? Uh, Rin. Rin. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Rin. Rin works at the burger stand. I realize I've made a terrible mistake, but it is too late now. <laughs> Sorry, it's Rin. Oh, you yeah, almost yeah. made a really inspired choice in that they were the same person, but that's. <laughs> but uh, or maybe we're about to find out. Grabbed by the wrist, popped the portal. I I know that at least they're at the top of this mm-hmm. ship, so portal outside, and then. Just can I just zoom on right through a window in this upper deck here? Oh yeah, absolutely. Just superhero rolling landing. Um, yeah, I'll allow it. Cool. Now we're all together. Moonflower is fine to leave, but she has one thing she wants to do first. 
which is she wants to, in the part of the station that she thinks is most likely to survive, mm-hmm. is take from her pocket uh, what she has been carrying around since before this. She was on a little side quest with Shrike. She still has Dark Fox's calling card in her pocket. Yes. And she would like to leave that as prominently displayed as possible. Yeah. Nice. Smart thinking. Awesome. So the the last panel on this page is uh, just a close-up of the calling card with the silhouette of the black fox chasing its own tail. Uh, and we turn the page and get an awesome full-page spread of the Midnighters descending from the sky with the wreckage, or the ship, the space station wrecking in the process of crashing into the Barsec parking lot slash Paragon Bay. How are you all descending, and why do you look so goddamn cool? <laughs> I am obviously <clears throat> flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wings outstretched and aflame. Looking. Did Stitch get an opportunity to see Belch? I don't know. Were we? Was Belch on security cameras, and were security feeds going in the control room? Yeah, you guys were in the you were in the command center. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then Stitch is going to uh, try to unleash her powers. And shift and weave her pair herself a pair of fairy wings. She likes them very much. She likes yes. how they look on Belch. And she's in KT cosplay. She thinks she can fly. We'll see if it's true. Oh, oh. yeah, that's a hit. Yes. So um she weaves out this pair of magnificent full Dramatic butterfly wings, several octaves in magnitude larger than Belch's. Let's say larger than herself. They extend past her body size by about a foot in each direction. Yes, and she is apparently gracefully fluttering down. And that is why she looks fucking badass. Awesome. Moonflower is going to... Before, I mean, she sees Midas taking off, and she's gonna like try and grab his hand because she remembered how she got into the space station and does not want to repeat that method mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. air travel. Awesome, makes sense. So, so as long as he doesn't drop her, I think we're mm-hmm. oh no, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. demon grasp. <laughs> no, what about Southpaw? I was picturing Southpaw as being like. Just be floating in KT's, you know, micro orbit. So, like, just the, again, just the thinnest of atmospheric protection. But, like, so his teeth are chattering and he's like really cold, but he's like overcome with this sense of relief at, at getting off of the space base finally, because he had just gotten so worked up for some reason that he was like totally out of control. <laughs> So that is that is what Southpaw thought would happen. Yeah, he just wanted to get off. He didn't even care about the fact that they were still way up in the atmosphere and he would be cold or anything. Like he didn't care about any of those things. And so, he doesn't look cool because he can't fly. And he didn't think to grab onto Midas to just have a nice like suit based warm trip down. Uh 
Which is kind of what, again, is pretty much what he deserves. But uh, uh, <laughs> he, he is he is like has great. He's like great equanimity of of the entire situation now. Being outside, just floating in space, He's feeling a lot better. Floating in the you know the upper atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Kate, yeah, shall wrap one of their arms around Southpaw's shoulder, and the other arm will come up under his knees to pick him up gently, <laughs> and they shall very gently float through the Earth's atmosphere, heat and light bent like the water spray from a fireman's hose towards a backdraft. And they become the brightest thing in the sky as they gently float towards the Earth. Beautiful. I don't think I can wrap it up any better than that. Magical. Um... And that does bring us to the end of Volume 3. I would like to unmark Angry. Mm-hmm. I think I broke something important. You... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it slide this time, but... <laughs> cool. So we will do our end of session move at the end of the volume. Um, Let's start with uh, Moonflower. Did you grow closer to the team, grow into your own image of yourself, or grow away from the team over the course of this adventure? I say grow into my own image of myself. Awesome. Explain how you see yourself and why, and shift one label up and one label down accordingly. Well, she just took out this space station, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I think she's having some interesting reflections on herself just because of um, seeing Stitch portray her and also I think there's this kind of interesting thing with Eden where there's a pretty noticeable contrast between what she thinks she wants and what she like actually wants and or needs and I think in her head she really likes the idea of a cute girl fangirling over her and then in reality it's like actually kind of jarring to her Um, so, and I don't, I don't know that she's necessarily come to any brand breakthroughs on that yet, but I do think it has made her think about, like, maybe, maybe just maybe being adored isn't all there is to life. What? Gasp. Say it isn't so. Fantastic. You can go ahead and shift your labels. Um... Uh, Southpaw, do you think you grew closer to the team, grew into your own image of yourself, or grew away from the team? Uh, definitely closer to the team. Awesome. I feel like he, he's like, feels more integrated than ever, you know? Um, yeah, I think that, I think that's all there is. Who, who in particular made you feel the most welcome? Um, KT, definitely. Awesome. I think they're like the most. Um, well, I don't know. It's it's an interesting dynamic, but I feel like Southpaw's had the most time now with KT over the past little while, and um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess I don't, I don't want to over explain it, but different different KT. Awesome. So 
you get to clear condition or mark potential. And KT gets influence over you, slash gets to shift your labels if they already had it. I already have yeah. already have influence over Southpaw. Excellent. So uh, how do you see Southpaw now after this adventure? I think I think KT now sees Southpaw after this adventure. Um again. He does not seem to have the uh, the assassin training that Moonflower does. He does not have the uh, almighty power of the Mightrare realm behind him. But what he lacks in tactics and skill and power, he makes up for in a willingness to try to do what is right. So... His mundane shall drop one because he is now mundane human. And we shall raise his we shall raise his savior up by one as well. Champion Salpa. And then the other for the other one I will um, mark potential. Awesome. Midas. Do you feel that you grew closer to the team through your own image of yourself or grew away from the team over this entire volume? I would say into my own. How do you see yourself now and why? Um, I think that I have used my nightmare powers for a lot of good. Killed the kill evil nightmare mom. Saved somebody accomplished the goal with my team even though I was kind of phasing in and out there but we uh, we did a lot of good and I think we we had very much success excellent excellent um cool so you can shift your own labels accordingly um I will say up danger cool and down Probably down well would mundane go down if danger goes up maybe yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think it would make sense. You know, see yourself as a normal human. You see yourself as more of this, yeah, powerful force of nightmare energy. That makes sense. Cool. Um, KT, how about yourself? KT has seen themselves grow closer to the team in this volume. Uh, who in particular has made you feel the most welcome and why? I think... Uh, I think this volume, this adventure, it would have had to have been Southpaw. And for the exact same reasons, he's shown that despite the fact that he is not like everyone else, he is consciously or unconsciously trying to be better. Sounds like Southpaw's had a very kind of profound impact on KT. Fascinating. Um, So KT, you can go ahead and... Mark influence or clear condition and Southpaw. You get to shift KT's labels. Up. Savior. And down. Creek. Awesome. And finally, Stitch. In your first adventure with the Midnighters, do you feel that you grew closer to the team, grew to your own image of yourself, or grew away from the team? 
Definitely grew closer to the team. Absolutely. Excellent. Who made you feel the most welcome? Absolutely, KT. That's that's an easy one there. Mm-hmm. They were the one who brought Stitch into the fold. They're the ones who on multiple occasions has ushered Stitch around and made sure that she was included and has taken on sort of a guardianship role. Awesome. Within the Midnighters. Cool. Um, KT, you get influence over Stitch, which I think you already have. Yes. I do. Um, so you get to shift Stitch's labels, and Stitch, you get to clear condition or mark potential. I think shall once again drop mundane for Stitch, and we shall raise Lady Stitch's superior. Just like everyone else. (laughs) And with that, Stitch is going to clear hopeless. (laughs) Yeah. The last page of this issue... KT shall gently touch down upon the earth and lower Southpaw to the ground. And with the residual light and heat, bend all those photons into the shape of massive moth wings as they reach out and stretch their hand towards Stitch and say, Lady Stitch, welcome to the Midnighters. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at GalvanicMan. Southpaw is played by Charlie Smiley, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at BigSkyCharlie. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. The Righteous Flame is played by Theodore Hampton. You can be found on his website at theohamptonphoto.com. Stitch is played by Justin Reed. Wonder World Comics is produced and edited by Michael Dunham. The music is from Dvorak Symphony No. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com.